Answer the Korea FM listener survey at bit.ly slash KFM survey for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. While Seoul's Noryangjin fish market is one of the top fish markets in the entire world, the stories making the news here in South Korea and abroad have lately been focusing on the ongoing battle between the company that owns the market and fish sellers who have been operating businesses there for decades. One Seoul-based journalist recently chronicled this ongoing struggle going on between the two sides, and I spoke with him to learn more about what he describes as a battle that will determine the fate of one of the city's most iconic food markets. My name is Dave Hazan, and I'm a contributing writer with Zester Daily. Uh, what's happened is that uh, Suyop, the company that um, owns the Noryangjin fish market, the Noryangjin fish market is the largest fish market in Korea. Uh, oh, sorry, at least the largest one in Seoul, I believe it's the largest one in Korea as well. Um, and what's happened is the Suyup, the company that owns it, has built a new facility uh, right next to the old facility, which has been on that land for about 100 years, I think since 1912. And uh, they've built this new facility, but the fishers do not want to move there, or at least the majority of them do not. And so there's a standoff, basically, between the corporation and the majority of the fish sellers who are refusing to move. And so in this recent piece that you wrote for Zester Daily, you called the Norangjin fish market Seoul's iconic fish market. Why is that the case? And, and why is this fish market known around the world? I believe it's one of the best, at least according to ratings on this type of thing, correct? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's been... Uh... It's been in all sorts of travel magazines. Conan O'Brien went there when he came to Korea. Um, the Fox News ranked it the third best uh, uh, food market in the world, uh, something that the fish sellers are aware of. Uh, Condé Nast has been there, sure, and it's a, it's a big stop on all the uh, tourist, uh, all the tours of Seoul. Um, the reason why it's so iconic, I think, partly is just that it's so enormous. It's huge. Um, I don't know how many fish sellers are in there exactly, but it's in the hundreds. Um, and it's a very unique experience in Korea, uh, to Korea in that, uh, you go there, uh, well, I mean, people will just wholesalers and retailers will pick up their fish there, but tourists and locals can just go, uh, get a, f- a fish, uh, right live out of the tank or a recently deceased fish. And get it carved up and served to them at one of the restaurants there immediately. Um, just certainly a lot of fun, something that's very different from uh, really anywhere else, as far as I know. So, of course, while researching this piece for Zester Daily, you went to the old fish market, if you will. You've also been into the new structure. Could you talk about why so many fish sellers who have been there for so long don't want to use the new building? And also, what have customers thought about this? I I know you've spoken to many different people um, in that area about this story. Okay, so as far as the fish sellers who have not moved, which represents uh, the majority of them, although Suyup, in fairness, Suyup disputes that. but. Um, most fish sellers, uh, who have not moved, they have a litany of complaints about it. Um, their largest complaint is that the, uh, allocated lots that they get are simply too small. There's just not enough space to display all the fish. Um, there are other problems. Uh, they say the floors are slippery in the new one. The aisles are too narrow. The rents are too high. They weren't properly consulted and, um, it lacks, uh, any of the atmosphere of the old one. I have been to both. Um, the new one is slippery. That's the first thing I would say. Um, I, 
Yeah, you, you wrote that you almost fell a couple times, right? That's right. Um, I mean, in a place where it's a fish market, there's water everywhere. And in the old one, it's just concrete. And it's pretty hard to slip and fall on concrete. The new one has, you know, nice uh, aisles. I don't know what kind of surface it is exactly. But it's, the, the new one looks like a department store, is what it is. It looks like a department store. And if that's what people want, then fine. But at least, certainly, if, uh, it, was in Amer- if it was in the United States, my first fear would be lawsuits from people falling and breaking their ankles. Um, because there's water everywhere and it is slippery. Um, so that there's a safety issue right there. Um, otherwise, Suyop claims that the lots are the same size, but anyone with two eyes and a sense of space can tell that it is not the same size. That they're, they're, These lots are very, very narrow. Very narrow. I mean, uh, they, they can't be more than I don't know, a, a meter across or a meter and a half at the most. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the problem with it. And, and again, like I said, it is like a department store and lacks much, uh, um, uh, any kind of the atmosphere that the old one does. When you were there researching this story, um, did you get reactions from customers or tourists who preferred one over the other? I know just living here in Seoul, um, you know, department store is what it is, but sometimes it's nice to, to walk around a department store. And then, of course, sometimes it's nice to go somewhere where it looks like, you know, there's lots of history involved as opposed to something that's been newly constructed. Were you able to get either side of, of uh, opinions on this topic? Yeah, so I spoke to the um, I spoke to a few tourists. Um, m- many of them were ambivalent about the disputes. That I don't think anyone really had a side to to pick. Um, several Japanese tourists did say they preferred the new one, but they understood why Koreans would prefer the old one. They liked the new one because it was modern and because it didn't s- smell. Um, I will say that I mean it's a fish market; it smells. But I will say that that's one actually advantage that the new one has is that the smell um, is. There's, well, there's much less. Uh, now that could just be there's fewer people there, but because there's fewer people there, um, others uh, though preferred the old market. They felt it had more spirit. Um, they felt it had more selection. I don't know if that's uh, uh, true or not. Um, and uh, certainly, one tour guide that I spoke to said he doesn't take his uh, tourists to the uh, to the new market at all. Somewhere where there's probably less. Um, equal opinions on both sides is that there are so many fish sellers who don't want to use the new building, but there are those who have kind of maybe either thought it was better or perhaps accepted the inevitable. Um, In your article, you spoke to one fish seller who said, quote, we have to face the fact that they're not going to rebuild the traditional site. Could you talk about this woman and the other people who have kind of joined her and just perhaps accepting the fact that they have to move? Why did they do that? Yeah, she was the only woman that was quoted in the article, but I did speak to about four or five and uh, who had moved into the new market. And uh, essentially, they felt they were bowing to the inevitable. Um, There's also a self-interest here is that um, when you're faced with all these different fish sellers, location is extremely important. So the first people in there are going to want to get, you know, the, the corner stalls and the stalls near the entrances and the exits. Uh, so they, they went for that reason in part, but yeah, most of it was, there was a feeling that it was inevitable that they're going to have to move. Um, and so that's essentially why they, why they went. Some are more happy about it than others. Um, 
this uh, woman in particular was uh, not happy with the size of the lots, but she was just resigned to it. She'd been selling fish there 39 years, and she felt nothing was that this was the, the way it was going to be now. So, And then finally, you started this whole piece in Zester Daily with a battle is raging. So this battle over the new and the old with the Norang Jin fish market, this is currently in court, right? Where is this now? It is in court, um, but it's not only in, raging in court. There are uh, accusations and counter accusations between Suyup and the old market um, about uh, the um, Suyup hiring thugs to uh, spray paint and close off the um, uh, parts of the building. If you go there, you'll notice all the upstairs restaurants. They've all had their power and water cut and are covered in spray paints and notices saying that it's illegal to operate there. Um, they showed us YouTube videos of uh, um, guys dressed in black blocking uh, traffic going in and out of the old market. Um, conversely, there uh, one guy from the old market who was part of the emergency committee that's uh, uh, sort of coordinating the resistance to the new move, uh, he stabbed someone. In fact, he stabbed two people. Um, they've survived, but he's in prison. Um, and so uh, it, it's it's been ugly. After speaking with Zester Daily writer Dave Hazan, I also visited the Norang Jin fish market and spoke with an activist who was collecting signatures. I'm Lee Sung-gi, and I've been working here at the fish market for over 30 years. I'm one of the leaders of the market's community for resolving the current conflict we're having. We're collecting signatures of Seoul residents to organize a town hall meeting with Mayor Park Won soon, so we can have an opportunity to ask questions and get his answers. This Norangjin fish market has 89 years of history and tradition, and has also been selected as the world's third best food market. Moreover, here we have social and cultural value. But if we move to a new venue, it's not good for the market's function and role. They built the new building too small, the ceiling is high, and merchants don't have enough space for selling their products. If consumers come to the market, they won't enjoy the experience. We would like to keep the traditional market and protect it. I'm Chance Dorland for KoreaFM.net. Answer the Korea FM listener survey at bit.ly slash KFM survey for a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Assist, offering voiceovers, audio editing and mastering, transcriptions and show notes, episode summaries, and even hosting a podcast on a topic important to you. Visit Facebook.com slash Podcast Assist for more info on their flat $30 per hour rate. Talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net.